Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Hey, y'all. We are at the San Luis Obispo Film Festival, highlighting the film Alice Street with director Spencer Wilkinson. And uh, Ange, you want to you wanna share any other thoughts that we didn't get to share well, I just want to thank our friends at filmsgonewild.com who are running this event, John Wildman and Justina Walford. This is our first San Luis Obispo Film Festival, so uh, we can't be there, obviously, in person, but it's just nice to go to these different festivals and see what kind of films they're picking and to have new films, independent films, put on our radar. It's just it, it's just nice to see what, what people are doing out there and to be part of more events like this. Yeah, uh, and I, I thought it was great that there was actually a film uh, that was out of the Bay Area, uh, specifically in Oakland, and talking about gentrification. Uh, and with a filmmaker who's really embedded in his film and in the community, uh, I think we can really identify with that. And what I didn't mention, of course, and none of you will be surprised, I was like, basically, you can ask my fiance, um, I was bawling my eyes out at the end of it. I was just bawling. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it I was don't know. emotional. Yeah. And you'll hear, you know, we'll dive deeper into what everything that the film covers in terms of topics and issues with our neighborhood, (laughs) our neighboring town and our city also, I mean, obviously, but yeah, it is real emotional. And as Asian Americans right now too, touches on some things in in our cultures and- uh, And the black community. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't be more timely. Mm -hmm. Like I know he's been working on this film for a while, but it's always about timing, right? I think we're finding that out about all these films, and especially this year with film festivals. So anyways, enjoy our interview with director Spencer Wilkinson of the film Alice Street. And again, thank you so much to John and Justina, our friends out there in the film festival world for inviting us to the San Luis Obispo Film Festival. All right, and now, We are sitting down with the director of an incredible documentary about Oakland called Alice Street. We have Spencer Wilkinson on. Thank you so much for joining us at Bitch Talk, Spencer. And um, wow, this this film, I'm I'm just going to start by saying, you know, I don't don't typically watch the trailers because I just like to go in. I don't want to have any expectations for for a film before I start watching it. But wow, you really hit us with a lot. Uh, I mean, just a quick, you know, it starts off with this, the creation of this mural, which already in and of itself is so interesting, but you hit us with gentrification, the the history of Oakland and and specifically this one little pocket of it, Um, you know, uh, immigration and, and how people end up where they, where they end up as an immigrant and also productive solutions to development. Um, And so I I may have missed some points, right, Aaron, but um, (laughs) I I, I, want to start with, you know, what was your initial intention with this film? Or did you just sit down one day and say, I'm going to make a film about everything? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just how? 
Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I wish I had thought of, you know, all of those things and that I wanted to cover from the outset, but um, no, I think, you know, um, so I was living in Oakland um, and I was actually living on Alice Street um, and watching the changes happening uh, downtown Oakland around me, uh, which was, you know, um, a lot of the kind of mom and pop shops um, along 14th Street, um, uh, were being uh, displaced and a lot of community members were being displaced because of gentrification and all of these new luxury condos um, going up downtown. Um, it was interesting because I kind of watched it over the course of uh, probably about a decade. Um, you know, at one point Oakland downtown was pretty quiet at night, you know, and then all these new restaurants started coming in and bars. And so it's kind of a, a fun time to see new places uh, you know, coming into Oakland. And then uh, the results though, and the kind of impact to the local community was displacement. You know? um, and at the same time I was watching you know, um, these powerful kind of political movements bubbling up uh, amongst artists and communities of color um, resisting gentrification in Oakland and kind of saying, no, you know, um, we don't wanna displace our low-income folks or our elders um, from, from the city. So I think um, when I learned about the mural that was gonna be painted on Alice Street, right down the street from where I lived, um, I just wanted to kind of like follow their process and that opened up to a much larger story like you mentioned. Yeah, and um, right, right as the credits started rolling at the beginning, I was like, oh, Eric Arnold is the researcher on this. And we've had Eric on the show a few years ago. And just as a side note, I, I do work in Oakland and um, and I, I grew up in San Leandro. So I definitely know the changes in the East Bay and Oakland in, in particular. So I really I, I, I could talk for an hour about this film. Um, but can you talk about your your um, your work with Eric and also with the Community Rejuvenation Project? Because those guys, I mean, that's the start of the film. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Eric um, was the communications director for CRP, uh, Community Rejuvenation Project, which is a mural organization um, that was focused on both painting murals and also on kind of impacting policy around public art in Oakland. Um, and Eric, yeah, he played a very strong role um, from the beginning in terms of, you know, he has a deep journalistic history in Oakland and also kind of as a historian. Um, really helped to um, unlock kind of what important um, history to include in the film to kind of give it the context. Um, and he was very much on the front line of organizing around um, policy that was happening in um, terms of, well, in, for one, they were creating a new cultural district while we were making the film called the Black Arts Movement Business District, uh, which is a district from um, that's basically down 14th Street in downtown Oakland. Um, he was part of that. And then he was also part of um, organizing for community benefit agreements from developers. So he kind of played a role in different ways. Initially, he was kind of like helping with some level of research on the film, but then he's also subject to the film uh, because of his role with uh, the, the mural organization. So um, yeah, he was great to work with. And then the organization themselves are you know, painting murals all over the East Bay and um, really prolific 
um, both Desi Mundo and then Pancho Pescador, who's Pancho, you can see his art everywhere, all over Oakland um, as an individual artist, as well as his collaborations with others. So, you know, I, I learned a lot about um, the process of painting these murals or designing the, the art that goes up on the walls and then also kind of their work around political organizing and using kind of public art as a tool in that way. Yeah, that was a really interesting part of, of the doc for me is, uh, you know, when they do outreach with the community, specifically the Chinese mm -hmm. community, and they show them, you know, a, a rough, a rough cut basically of, of the mural. And the, uh, it was interesting that they, the elders wanted to focus on, on more positive uh, mm -hmm. aspects of their reality. And, you know, that's just, that just goes to show how important it is to speak with your community before you invade with, you know, this is what I think would be great. We're honoring you, but um, it, it's just so important to have that input. And I think that that's a thread throughout, like not just when you're painting a mural, but when you're building a, a high rise and, and everything, it's just like that common thread of speaking and being heard. And, and that's just um, kind of the most important thing we can do moving forward in, in terms of anything that we do. Definitely. Yeah, I think it was really um, powerful to hear their feedback um, at Hotel Oakland. Um, these uh, seniors uh, at, at Hotel Oakland, primarily Chinese um, immigrant seniors that were kind of seeing their first rendition of the of the art. And they were like, no, this this doesn't really do it, you know, and the muralists had to kind of humble up and go back to the drawing board and and listen to their feedback and incorporate a lot of different design. Um, and then they brought it back again to finally get um, approval. Uh, but yeah, it's so important to have that dialogue or else you're gonna miss out a lot, you know, um, definitely. Speaking of dialogue, um, let's bring up Jane Doe or also, uh, no, maybe uh. also known as Karen basically at this point. Um, can, right. you, can you talk a little bit about her and uh, wow, I'm surprised that she wanted to be on camera, but I, please feel free to talk no, about that character. It took a lot of convincing for her to actually, um, you know, be willing to do an on-camera interview. It was over the course of months um, that we would request and she would kind of say, no, 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 you know. Um, but she was, she was kind of a force to be reckoned with, um, you know, in the, what, what she ended up doing was kind of like, um, I think she's a, an attorney um, in, her, oh. in her past. So she has a very strong kind of like legal background and um, she wrote letters to, you know, her, her whole thing was like, she was very against the mural, you know, she didn't like the depiction of um, all of these strong um, artists of color on the wall and including, you know, depicting the Black Panthers and the history of the, of the Panthers on the wall. She felt like it was divisive and that it was something that she didn't want to look at. And so she kind of made it her like primary cause to like basically cover up the mural. And, you know, um, she wrote all the city council members multiple times. She wrote the mayor. She wrote um, many letters to the editor in local papers kind of saying that was like her cause, you know, um, to fight against this thing, which was very, you know, uh, ironic. It was like the one voice of dissent that we were really able to hear from. But, um, you know, she does represent, I'm sure, you know, a segment of the population that, um, you know, even in Oakland, 
one of the most diverse mm -hmm. cities in the country that um, has a very kind of Eurocentric um, and this kind of like gentrification is like the, you know, is she, she liked it. She wanted that to happen. And it was, it was, it, she ended up being a real thorn in the side of the muralists. Um, so yeah, we had to include her as kind of like, you know, um, that, that voice in, in, the, in, the, in the story. Yeah, that, I think that was an important addition. And there, there were a lot of very cringe-worthy <laughs> moments. I mean, it, we could start a drinking game every time Libby Schaff says special oh. sauce, you take a shot. And I'd be hammered. Like, stop saying special <laughs> sauce, first of all, Libby. That's the mayor of Oakland, for, yes. for those of you listening that don't know. Um, but, but another moment for me was uh, when a representative for one of the development companies is, is touting and praising Oakland's second renaissance. Like, mm. yeah, it's really a second renaissance in Oakland. Like just the, the audacity for her to you know, claim that as, as a representative for a development company without realizing these repercussions was just really painful to hear. Um, so I'm curious to know what these development companies, what, what has been their reaction to this film, if they've seen it? Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, I haven't heard specifically from like that developer per se, about the film. I hope that, you know, she sees it. Um, but we did have this really powerful screening recently up in Calgary, Canada, of all places. Um, they had an urban planner conference uh, bring the film. And they showed the film to about 80 urban planners in Canada. Um, and it was actually really powerful because these urban planners, after seeing the film, are saying things like, we need to center culture in our discussion about urban planning. We need to make sure that we do outreach to cultural communities that we haven't brought to the table before. And you know, we need to rethink our process of, of how we think about urban planning from this story. So that was really, I mean, that was honestly my favorite screening we've done so far because it was like, wow, this has, you know, what these folks did in Oakland, on the grounds, all that hard work that they put into getting themselves to the table. Although it was like, you know, pushback um, from, you know, the city in a lot of cases, like it's had impacts, you know, not only locally, but hopefully beyond that. Why so, does Canada yeah. get it? That's just, I know. <laughs> can they adopt us? <laughs> I thought they were coming maybe for us last year, but no. Um, Spencer, I, I have a quick question for you and then I know we need to wrap it up, but um, are you still in Oakland? I am, yeah. You are. And so, um, you know, normally Ange also is, uh, she's in LA right now, but she's in, based in San Francisco and I'm in San Francisco. Um, and I'm just wondering if you're feeling hopeful about Oakland after um, and, and while we're still going through the pandemic. You know, I have to um, feel hopeful. Um, it's a hard time. You know, it's a hard time for so many of these businesses that have been shut down for the last year. I can't imagine uh, homelessness is out of control, um, mm -hmm. you know, because of uh, the rent costs going so high. And then that um, doubled with people being out of work. You know, it's, it's a very challenging time. I hope in some respects it could be like this reset a little bit in terms of thinking about priorities and thinking about, you know, community as being something that the city wants to support. Um, so, you know, perhaps there's a silver lining here uh, where um, the priorities can shift 
and people power can become, you know, um, something that can really shift how policy is looked at on the city level. Um, there's some really powerful initiatives going on, you know, um, what happened in the film with this coalition forming mm -hmm. and fighting for community benefit agreements um, that, that resulted in over $20 million of um, support for the community uh, from developers. Um, that same coalition has gone on to continue to negotiate around the Henry J. Kaiser building. Oh, good. Which is being, yeah. Um, converted. Um, they've got a real direct seat at the table there. They're talking to the A's around the A's stadium um, being uh, built, which is going to all now uh, turn into these community benefits uh, from developers. So I have to feel hopeful, but at the same time, it's a hard time for everybody, right? Um, so I think there's, it's a mixed bag, but, um, but yeah, I love this city and, um, you know, there's just so much, so much good stuff happening, you know, and so many active people and so much history of strong social movements that, you know, I'm, I'm always inspired by the city. I'm always meeting new people. I'm just like, you know, incredible folks doing incredible work. And well, thank you so much, Spencer. We, we also love Oakland. We love this film. And it was so great chatting with you. I, I hope it causes, I mean, we have so much to learn from this film. So thank you so much for your work. We are so happy to bring you from the San Luis Obispo Film Festival, Spencer Wilkinson with Alice Street. Take care. Thank you. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.